It's a podcast. Oh, it's coming out. Every Wednesday, it is Blake Wexler. Oh, my God. Welcome to Blake's Sakes, for God's sakes. It is It is one of the greater things that we have in this great country. And I am coming to you from the Jersey Shore. What does that mean? And I do wonder, actually, when I talk about the Jersey Shore, because if you don't know, the Jersey Shore is a popular va- vacation destination day trip even for uh cities on the east coast like new york philly i guess some people from maryland come here new jersey (laughs) delaware (laughs) but it is a very uh specific to i would say new yorkers and phil uh and philadelphiaites um are the most common visitors to the jersey shore and it is, it's uh, always been a huge staple in my life, having grown up in Philadelphia, but I do wonder, I, I know I have a national audience. I know, heck, frick it, I have an international audience. I know people listen from all over the world. So to me, the phrase of the Jersey Shore is ubiquitous, but... I know that it's probably not. Oh, I know. I have I have fans in Canada too. Fans. I have friends in Canada. I should say. Words with fans is a new, a new game I invented, where uh, it's only people who appreciate your work uh, can you play these board games with. And honestly, I I, I have two downloads, so it's not going to be the the money maker that I knew it would be. So. But the Jersey Shore, if you don't know what it is, so it is a, it's basically a series of beaches that go up and down the coast of the United States state of New Jersey. And from Philadelphia, so it's like Atlantic City, uh, I would say, is Asbury Park considered part of the Jersey Shore of Bruce Springsteen fame? I believe it would be. And then there's Ocean City, New Jersey, Stone Harbor, Avalon. Then there uh, are more beaches. Oh, Cape May is a massive, uh, it might be the biggest part of the Jersey Shore. And then there's more Long Beach Island. I, LBI is another one. I think uh, it's, it's closer for New Yorkers. So it's, it's a huge stretch of beaches that is collectively known as the Jersey Shore. And... Normally, I mean, I don't know if you've met me or listened to any of my work, but normally it, I would like be like, oh, people probably don't know what I'm talking about. I tend to over explain is what I'm trying to say here. But with the Jersey Shore, the, those fuckers from MTV, those Italians from MTV, they really made it famous, but it's that version of it, you know, they painted it as this trashy you know clubby just mania 
I don't know if I said Atlantic City is a, is, is a massive part. That, I mean, that's clearly the biggest part. But it's it's not just – so there, that, that does exist. Like, there is a huge, huge white trash element. <laughs> white trash element to it but there are also very very fancy places too so i i I like to think i fall in the middle of fancy and white trash is that a jingle um i don't know if it's a jingle but well i mean at at the very least at least it's not racist at least it's not racist uh so i am down uh in the jersey shore what are we going to be talking about this week i want to give you some of my blake's takes on the jersey shore and why i find because i'm trying to think if there are vacation places like this in the country at least in places where i i've lived and i've lived primarily in philly los angeles and boston where uh, where i went to college and my I guess in Boston, not re- there's a place called Revere Beach, and there are beaches outside of Boston, but I don't think they're necessarily vacation towns. They seem more like towns that you would go visit. Maybe Rhode Island has some of these places. Like it's it's kitschy. It's not. It's it's an era. It's an era. Let me tell you what sort of era you will find yourself. And by era, I mean error. I made an error because I spoke out of out of out of out of turn. My lord, whose turn is it to speak? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna speak out of it, my friends. Hello, my friends. That is a very nice greeting, is it not? Hmm. Answer me. So I'm I'm trying to think about the Jersey Shore as a place and like what makes it unique. And I think that what makes it unique is that it is stuck in a specific era that is uh, I don't even know it's like in it there's a simplicity to it. I think is what that's what it is. I, my fiance and I were talking about this all day yesterday and I could not come up with the word simplicity. So I'll I'll let her know. I'll let her know that that's the word, but the the Jersey Shore. Why does it like you know stick out? And I'll, I'll finish that thought of if I can compare it to other places. I guess there might be certain Massachusetts towns that are kind of similar, but you wouldn't necessarily reach out to reach out. What the fuck? You wouldn't necessarily spend a whole weekend there or a week there. My understanding of these, like, you know, Massachusetts towns. Then, but you do have, like, a Martha's Vineyard and a Cape Cod. Hey, Cape Cod, love your chips. Do you do you have, I would say, I don't know if I've said this before. Cape Cod chips are by far my favorite chip. And it's not close. It truly is not close. Like, I feel like every other chip, there's less grease to them. Like, I get the 40% less fat. Now, they're still not good for you. And I, I, I don't do it because it has less fat. I do it because it's less greasy and therefore more crunchy. If your chip ain't kettled, I, I honestly, I, I think you belong in hell. I think you should. I think not that you belong in hell. I think you are in hell, to be completely honest. So, but to finish that <laughs> that train of thought, is, is that what this podcast is? To finish that train of thought? To finish that train of thought I think that a Martha's Vineyard or a Cape Cod is too fancy where the Jersey Shore doesn't have that same aristocratic 
level of you know, bougie th- that bouginess that is that old bouginess where you know you think of the the Kennedys and you think of the Kennedys and Ted Kennedy for some reason Ted Kennedy is a separate Kennedy from the rest of the Kennedys and it is literally because he's not he wasn't good looking and his head was so big I'm not kidding. I don't I don't like admitting that. I know that's very superficial, but to me Ted Kennedy isn't a real Kennedy because of how big and weird looking his head was. I feel bad if he was to hear this. I would I I probably I probably wouldn't say what I'm saying if you he heard this, but anyway. So the Jersey Shore and actually before I get back to that, I do want to say that I'll ugh, fucking I'm I'm probably it's honestly a coin flip as to whether or not I remember to do this, but my fiance Julia is a is a writer. She's a um, often she writes about health. She's a health writer, and she's for instance been covering COVID since the beginning of the pandemic for Huffington Post, Health.com, Healthline.com. It, it, it's Healthline is like Health.com except it's it's more of you know like in a straight direction. Does that make sense? It doesn't really deviate. Or health, I mean, who knows what you're gonna get. Um, that is that is a joke, and uh, literally was just a word joke. That what was it even a joke, or was it a, a like a mental misfire? So, well, she writes for these uh, these publications, and she wrote an article about uh, for in regards to people whose there's a correct term for this that I don't know. So I'm going to say this in a circuitous way, but it's um it was an article written for people who. Uh, Roe, the Roe versus Wade decision would affect their bodies, you know? Um, for those people and their relationship, like what the fallout is for them with like period apps, apps that track their periods. And like Clue, for instance, C-L-U-E is a act that, or is an act, Jesus, is, is, is an act of Congress, is an app of Congress that tracks your period. And basically what Julia's article was is that people who use those app, actually that data can be used against you by police for, you know, in regards to possible abortion, this new fucking awful abortion law in, um, if you violate that. By the way, I don't think I've ever spoken less intelligently in my entire life. I, I promise it's, it's coming from a point of like, I, uh, I'm trying to use inclusive language and I don't have the vocabulary in my arsenal to do it. But it is for people whose bodies Roe versus Wade directly affects. And essentially what the issue is, is that these apps, these period apps that they use, can they can use, the government can use that data against people who use those apps which is absolutely fucking horrible it's terrifying and it's interesting julia was like i've written a million articles and i've shared a couple of them on covid and that sort of thing but you know i i try not to be like uh, she has her own career i have my own career but she was like why why is this a thing that you connected with and again it's i shared it on instagram I'll, i'll try to put the link in the in the body of this episode, but if you search Julia Reese health.com clue app, C L U E, it'll come up. But if, if somehow I forget to do something, but essentially 
she was like, oh, like, why are you, why did you connect with this? And I think what it is is that on social media, it's so much, even when people mean well, it's often a game of telephone or people kind of spout off shit without actually researching it. And it can be, even for things that I agree with, I'll be like, oh, shit, I totally agree with that. And then I'll look it up. I'm like, oh, my God, that's actually not true. So I remember a lot of people were posting about, oh, you should delete your period tracking apps, like, right now. And I thought that, I'm like, oh, is this actually researched or is this just non-experts on the Internet, non like, doing things, that saying things that they haven't researched whatsoever? But it is true. You should delete those apps. And... My fiance spoke to a bunch of, you know, like a couple of data privacy lawyers, data privacy experts, and they did say, yeah, you cannot protect that data at all. And they will sell it and they have a legal right to sell it, which is super fucked up. So I, I wanted to say that as not, it's not funny, it's horrifying. So I, I just guess I wanted to bring that up in a way where I got a lot of DMs and and Julia's gotten a lot of DMs too of people who were very grateful that uh, she wrote that story. So um, hopefully that's helpful. It's definitely depressing, but hopefully if, if that helps you anyway. And I'm sorry I wasn't able to speak about it in a in a clean way, but I think that also happens when I speak about serious things. Is I, I lose my superpowers, people. Okay, like so. Here's here's what I need to do when I speak about a serious subject like abortion or you know gun rights. What I really do need to do is hold a rubber chicken <laughs> in my left hand. But or like uh, can you? All right, here's here's what it is. So there, it is true that I I get uncomfortable talking about uh, serious things. But I think in this bit, the way that I still have the same eloquence as if I was doing comedy is if I have some sort of secretive comedic element there that keeps my mind in a funny place, even though I'm talking about a serious thing. So if I was talking about gun rights, like on a podium, people are like applauding and I'm like, this will not stand. Congress has to act now because this is not just our present. This is our future, our children's future, our children's children's future. And then the crowd goes, yeah. And then I'm nodding and I'm like, my my God, was I eloquent. And I sit down and I just sit on a whoopee cushion. (laughs) And no one hears it over the applause, but I know it's there in that, in that carrot, that, that, that that delicious carrot hanging over me of the whoopee cushion, of cushion whoopee, really just makes me speak well. Or, you know, if I'm, I'm giving another speech and I'm like, it is unacceptable for the government to have agency over the bodies of its people. Women cannot be treated this way. This is unacceptable it's inappropriate it's archaic we are returning to the dark ages and what a dark age it is and then just round of applause yeah and the whole time behind my back i'm just just i'm rubbing a rubber chicken's uh snout it's beak excuse me oh god now i'm gonna get letters from the chicken lobby pardo chicken so anyway i don't know what the fuck um I don't know how the fuck I got here, but I, I see, here, see what happens. I tried to do something helpful, and now I'm now I'm pacing. So back to, but anyway, 
either either Google what I just said, uh, JuliaReeseHealth.com, uh, period tracking apps, data tracking, or check the bio of or the, uh, the description of this episode. And hopefully I remembered to put it in there. Now, back to the Jersey Shore where I am right now. So I'm trying to think of why this is such a such a specific area and and why there aren't places like it and i think part of it goes to and and to finish that thought from earlier so boston might kind of have some places like this new york for new places like new york this is the place philly this is the place dc my, I believe, well, people from D.C. come up here, but I think they also have beaches in Maryland, like the Chesapeake and that sort of shit. The South really doesn't have anything like this, I guess. Florida is all on the main, Florida's its own thing because it's year-round, because this is also incredibly seasonal. It's, the Jersey Shore is, you know, the, basically when it's off-season, so when it's not the summer, I would say three quarters of the businesses here shut down until the summer, which is amazing to think about in this era, in, in particular the remote work era, where it's, you know, people will could come down and run a house, or if you have a beach house, you could stay there. Like, not just during the summer, you can do it whenever. And more context around the Jersey Shore. So the Jersey Shore from Philadelphia is about is between like an hour 15 minutes to an hour 50 a, like two hour drive from there from new york it depends it's about the same from new york and but to the southernmost point of jersey it could be like two and a half hours uh maybe three depending on traffic so it's all drivable and I think that this is and, and so here's here's another thing, and I know this is not popular these days, but it is a there is a level of Americana here that I haven't really seen almost anywhere else. Where every, especially in the north, um, in, in the northeast, where pretty much every single house has an American flag on it. If it doesn't have an American flag, it has a flag of the college that these people went to, which is very, very interesting. And I think I've talked about, I talked about fandom on here very early on where essentially what my, back when I gave takes, where essentially what my take on fandom is, is that all fandom is silly and ridiculous, where being a sports fan has no more legitimacy than being a fan of anime. And being a fan of your college has no less legitimacy than being a fan of Marvel or something. And I actually think that being a fan of your college makes fiscally more sense than being a fan of a lot of other things because you did sink so much money into that college and if you got a i almost said if you got a birth certificate what is it if you got a scholarship <laughs> if you got a scholarship if, if you received your birth certificate from that college oh how'd you graduate oh you graduated cum laude i uh graduated birth birth certificate so but 
it does make sense to be a fan of your college because you did sink a ton of money into it. And it's from a very specific time of your life in which you are around people who are exactly like you with the same interests, often with the same financial, you're from the same financial cast, group, block, tax bracket. And you're also interested in studying similar things. Like you did make a choice to go to this college. Therefore, you automatically have something in common with the people around you who are also your same age. So I think that there's a sentimentality there that makes a lot of sense as well. So a lot of these colleges have their flag, or sorry, a lot of the houses here, pretty much every single one has a flag of what college they went to. And it is interesting to see where like the bigger houses will often have a, like an elite expensive college where they'll have a flag of Boston College or George Washington or Stanford or UCLA. But every every once in a while, you will see a massive house. And the college flag on there is from, like, kind of a shitty college, which I think is fucking... It. It's one of my favorite things in the entire world, where there's this massive house down here. And they had a flag from LaSalle University. And just so you... Just to give you an idea of where that school's at academically, they offered to pay for two-thirds of my college academically. And I know I, you know, give off the air of this, this renaissance man or this academic, this intellectual, which I am. I'm all three of them. I'm all three of those things. But my, gra- my grades were actually very good in high school. But I wasn't a great test taker because I thought it was bullshit. So I didn't try. And I wouldn't study either. So basically, I have a, this is an odd way to speak about yourself, but I have an exceptional memory and I pay attention very well. <laughs> so I, I know I said, I'm, I'm laughing because it's funny to hear me say that about myself for me. For me. Furby. Hmm. Furby Hancock. Who's Herbie Hancock? Was that a musician or an actor? We'll be right back. But so I am I'm a very good listener and I, I can't help but pay attention. It's actually kind of a, a, to, to a detriment. So my grades were excellent. But when I would take tests, I wouldn't study because I thought I could remember everything. And I did remember everything. But then there were some things on the test that only appeared in the textbook. And that's when I didn't do well. And I didn't do great on the SATs either. So where I did have a very competitive college application, since you asked, was I had a like a portfolio, I guess, or a reel that I made, R-E-E-L, the real reel, oh, the real reel, and on my college reel, basically, I would hand them like a DVD along with my application, was it a DVD, is that how old I am, this would have been 2007, was there YouTube, would I have sent, I must have, Damn, I think I actually, yeah, I did just send them a DVD. So I edited together where I spoke about this in the past, in one of the past couple episodes, but my high school had a TV station at it and also had like, it was a public school, but still had this like incredible 
TV studio. And I also was doing stand-up. So what I did was I edited together a reel of, oh, here is a sketch that I wrote that appeared on public access television. So I put that on my reel. And then here's a five-minute clip of me doing stand-up because I started doing stand-up when I was a sophomore in high school and I put that on my reel and then here is me hosting something and I put that on my reel so that more than my that made me stand out as a college applicant in a way that my test scores and even my grades couldn't and that's how I wound up at Emerson College where I learned the ways of the business ow 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 so what was I saying but I don't know how. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of like college fucking flags hanging out. What do you want from me? And another thing about this area is that because it is from I don't even know what era, like like scrim a scrim scrim. That's a guy who's trying to play like the the saxophone, but he is his organs are his organs are failing one by one while he's trying to play the saxophone. Ooh, somebody just spit drooled all over his microphone. How are, how's your microphone, by the way? My favorite activities are podcasting, um, editing audio, and pacing around a room by myself. Oh, by myself. I just met. Can I tell you something? Is my dog out here? I guess not. I just met the nicest surf. And I, I, I cannot begin to tell you enough how, how, how much I've missed them. No. So it is stuck in an era of, I don't know if it's the 70s, the 80s. It's not the 90s because I was alive during the 90s. Oh, boy, was I alive. In the 90s? I would say in the 90s, like when I was you know, ages one through nine was probably when I was the most wild in my life. I, I, st- I got hooked on cocaine at three years old. And if you thought that my twos were terrible, good Lord, there's the terrible twos. And then there's the coked out threes. And my coked out threes were bing, bang, bang. So I'm not sure, I guess like maybe the eighties it's stuck in. And which means that the so first of all where I'm at is I'm on a dry it's a dry town which means there's no bars or liquor stores in this town and which is I thought when I first started going here would be an issue because I like to go out and have a drink but you can still just go to the town over buy alcohol and drink it in your home you know it's not like it's illegal to drink here it just uh it's just a dry a dry island so um that's one like you know old timey thing that's going on also they haven't updated the type of food that they serve where 
obviously in the past what what like 20 years 25 years um there was a massive push to healthier foods like juice bars smoothies keto the south beach diet (laughs) you know healthy shit and here there are no health food options whatsoever no smoothies no juices nothing and the food that you eat here is exclusively like hot dogs hamburgers like fourth of july food you know just getting a slice of pizza there's also a boardwalk here and I would even go so far to say there's a Boardwalk Empire. I just saw Snucky Thompson walking around. Did you guys watch Boardwalk Empire? Because it was one of those shows that I think maybe their showrunner quit, like, in the second or third season. They also I, – I, I won't give, like – I won't – I was about to give a massive spoiler. But there was also a, a sea change heading um, after either the first or second season. They did, like, a big shift in the show. And I think it was a show that was one of these. I love an HBO period piece. I I would say it's part of the things. I would say it's almost like fiber in that I I can't shit well unless I watch a a period piece from HBO. Where I mean, think of all the great the classics. John Adams. Would you say that Game of Thrones was a period piece? Like, what period? It wouldn't really be a period, right? Was it a period piece? You know what? I I was so ready to name, like, 80 HBO period pieces, but I I literally came up with John Adams, and I'm not even sure if that was on HBO. That might have been a Showtime show. Hold on. Let me look this up. Hold on. Oh, okay. So, John... (laughs) Nice nice return, Blake. You couldn't just be like, hey, we're back. You had to be like, oh. Um, Here they are. All right. So, John Adams is an HBO period piece Catherine the Great is which I have not watched however um we're watching the great on there with um Elle Fanning and that guy and it's it's on HBO here's my recommendation watch the great is so good it's so good honestly it's one of the most enjoyable shows I've watched in I don't remember the last time I enjoyed a show like this it's called The Great. It is not historically accurate at all, and it doesn't plan on being. It's so funny, so good, and dramatic. It makes you feel for the main character. It's like it's dark as well at times. It's excellent. So could not recommend more The Great on Hulu, okay? Hi, Holly. Oh, my doggy just came up here. Hi, piggin' boy. Hi, little spruce goose. Hi, hi, Sarah Jesse Raphael. <laughs> hi, Merv Griffin. Okay, so. Wait, so why are these the only period things that they're showing? Chernobyl, I is Chernobyl a period piece? I guess it would be, right? But isn't everything a period piece? Because isn't everything from a period? Lovecraft Country, they say, is a period piece. It was not clear. I love that show. Lovecraft Country, I thought, was awesome. But it was not clear to me what the period was. Well, I guess it would be... Well, it was also like a, a genre-based piece, so never mind. Uh, Catherine the Great, which I which I guess I, I have to watch now. Doctor Who. Is that a good show? Isn't that an acquisition? Wasn't Doctor... Was Doctor Who... Is that good? 
shoot me straight. I feel like I've heard a lot of people say Doctor Who is oh, a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. An eccentric yet compassionate extraterrestrial time lord. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Uh, Zips through time and space to solve problems and battle injustice across the universe. Travel, tra- we'll do it again. Traveling via TARDIS. Watch your mouth. Which is this old and occasionally unreliable spaceship that resembles a blue police phone box but changes its appearance depending on the surrounding. It's much, much larger inside than outside. They really did spend a lot of time on the the size of the box, did they not? Interesting. Well, I guess I'll add that to my list. Do, do you watch Doctor Who? Because it seems like it has great reviews, and I've heard a, a ton of time, a ton of times about it. Chernobyl, excellent. One of the best... Uh, miniseries as i've ever watched rome was okay it was pretty good if you're looking for something looking for something to watch watch that shit and but why are these the only they only like listed like 11 of these our flag means death on hbo max was also good it was also uh it's funny it was a taka watiti probably didn't say that right but it's it's i believe it's one of his shows and it's funny it's cute like all (laughs) all the pirates like are gay for some reason which is which is like awesome which i really enjoyed it's it's a cool original it's like a pirate comedy but in a way that i've never seen even like remotely attempted before it's really good and and they're quick episodes they're only like 25 30 minute episodes so you should uh you should check it out it's good now I forget how I got on the subject, but... Oh, I was talking about Boardwalk Empire. So Boardwalk Empire, I thought, was a show that should have been amazing. But then for... It was, like, amazing the first season. I think it was very good the second season. And then for, like, four seasons, it was like, what the fuck is going on with this show? It, like, wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't bad enough to stop watching. But it was disappointing in many ways. But still enjoyable. And then I think the final season might have been very good. I don't remember. But... Anyway, uh, there's a boardwalk here. Long ways to say that. Oh, my dog has a toy outside on his <laughs> on the deck and the, the sliding door shut, and he's just staring at it. Ollie, I'll get it for you. Don't worry, buddy. So we – I guess that's another part where you don't see boardwalks anymore. And my fiancé and I were talking because you know when I was living in L.A., you would go to Venice every once in a while, and I wouldn't do it – it would be literally if I had someone in town visiting and we were looking for something to do, it would be like, okay, let's, we'll get dinner, like a nice dinner in Santa Monica. But before then, we'll walk up and down the Venice boardwalk, which is a boardwalk, but is so different from an East Coast Jersey Shore boardwalk where there is, I guess the primary difference is that there is a massive massive weed element to Venice where I think it's for I think the Venice boardwalk here's here's the difference the Venice boardwalk where if if you don't know what the Venice boardwalk is it's like Muscle Beach where that Gold's Gym is where there's just dudes outside like bench pressing you know there's basketball courts like a half half pipe out there and then a ton of Oh, here's like a hot dog place, a bunch of fucking candy. Here's uh oh, some merchants on the on the boardwalk. People skateboarding around and just I, I guess you there were some games like 
basketball like shooting like the basketball shot game and i guess there might they're, they're just like small you know like tr- selling trinkets and shit and then another huge part of it is just like everyone just weed weed shirts they do also one thing all boardwalks have in common are those like bizarre novelty shirts that say like that are actually often just quite filthy like here's my ass want to fuck it or <laughs> like whatever inappropriate just you know like federal booty inspector and here's um like i, I like donald trump and uh, like pro trump and like pro gun shit which is very very weird just odd political statements and also like damn daniel <laughs> You know, like just we whatever current catchphrase or fad there is has been fast fast fashioned onto shirts and whatever like anti like like pro like just weird lowest common denominator political shirts are also on there. Um and like just dirty jokes on shirts. And we were trying to figure out why we like the jersey shore boardwalks more and i think what it is is a nostalgia factor in that these are more geared towards kids i think where you know like eight to like 14 like 14 year olds like 15 15 year olds i guess i would say eight to 14 whereas the venice boardwalk is like 17 to like early 20s shitheads does that make sense and i think if you're gonna go shithead i'd rather have the shitheads of our youth does that make sense so that's why i think i prefer and honestly i mean the thing is it's purely nostalgia and shit that i connect with like i have never been into like that cal the california culture is never something i really got into because I I guess just because I'm not from there where I don't like going I don't like swimming at the beach you know and and often the Jersey Shore it's too cold to get into the water and I'm sure that's changing because you know the earth is on fire but in California you know it, it's all I, I don't know it's just more of a beachy culture I guess there where this is more of a like Americana eating shit food, funnel cakes, all that horse shit, like, and playing, you know, carnival games. And also the ocean is there where I think Venice is more of a beachy ecosystem sort of situation. So I think that, that that's one primary difference. And I'm, I'm trying to think of why I actually do enjoy it here so much because there are, there is a weird amount of, trump flags you know like there is uh the the blind patriotism is kind of scary where my my friend luke giordano had this amazing joke where you know he's like when when did this happen where you're driving behind a car and you see all these like american flag bumper stickers and you know like these colors don't run don't tread on me like american flag american flag and it's like okay nazi (laughs) You know, like, where the more American stuff that you have on your car, the more of a Nazi you are, which is, like, fucking crazy if you think about it. So, that's Luke Giordano, L-U-K-E. Didn't need to spell that part. G-I-O-R, 
G-O-R-D-A-N-O. Do you ever have trouble spelling long words because you lose your place? Hmm? Because I do all the time. And, uh, but yeah, I think the the thing that I, so those were, and you know, like the, those clueless t-shirts and willful ignorance, it's, I hate all those things that I just mentioned, but I think I do love the lack of self-awareness and the lack of a cool factor that's here. And I do like the lack of self-awareness where it's like, well, you know, as long as we're down the shore, we can clog our arteries. Like, I do kind of like that ignorance. And I do like that you, if you go out to dinner here, you just wear shorts and a t-shirt. Like, I, I do really enjoy that, too. No one's trying to look good here. No one's trying to be cool. And those are all things where I think it's very, very specific to this part of the country. Uh, and it's a thing that I, I really enjoy. So... Anyway, get that fly, Ollie. Get that big fly. So there's a, a large fly flying around, and uh, my dog looked at it, and that was the end of that story. So that is, uh, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Patrons, I will talk to you on Thursday or Friday. Uh, again, check out that article. I'm going to put that in the, uh, in the notes section about um, just if, if you have a period tracking app, you should delete it, okay? And also uh, another big part of it, if you're talking about abortion and stuff over text message, they can use that too. So use WhatsApp, which I believe is encrypted, I think was the, uh, was the suggestion there. But you can find out all of this in um, that article that my fiance Julia wrote. And check out Feeding the Birds podcast. I'm going to put a link to that as well. That's my Philadelphia Eagles podcast that I've been doing with, uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. So it would mean a lot to me if you maybe put a comment in there saying like, oh, I love this. Love that Blake's a part of it now. Something like that would be huge for me. Seriously, I, I'll, I'll give you like a dollar. All right. If you do it here, if you do it, send me a screenshot and I'll Venmo you a dollar. I'm not kidding. All right. I will do that. And uh, send me your Venmo handle. Okay. I'm paying. I like that. I'm paying for it's money well spent, okay? Uh, anyway, also, um, coming up at the end of July, early August, I'm going to um, be getting married, and I'm going to be on my honeymoon. So uh, the or for two weeks, the programming on here is going to be a little different. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm going to do a best of or do like a couple shorter episodes, but uh, just thought you should know that. All right? Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you if you haven't written a, a review, please do that. If you haven't subscribed to this, it would really mean a lot to me if you did subscribe. Like and subscribe. And I will talk to you all soon. I appreciate you. And enjoy your week. Mm. That was a kiss. Blake! Blake Wessler! Blake! Blake! Blake Wessler! Blake! Blake Wessler! Blake! Blake! Blake Wessler! Blake Wessler! Blake! Blake! Blake Wessler! Blake, 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 Blake,